Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Jim Romano with the Suburbs to City Team podcast. I am associate broker with Keller Williams Real Estate and the owner of the Suburbs to City Team. Today, I am with Chris Lichetto. Chris Lichetto is um, associate salesperson on our team. He's been with us. He's our longest standing buyer's agent or longest standing agent in general. Uh, but Chris works a lot with um, buyer deals. So he is very familiar with the primary home buyer process and the investor buyer process. So Chris, thanks a lot for joining me today. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. First time on. So pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. So we're, you know, we're trying to just do more podcasts. We're getting some good feedback from the people that are listening and, um, it's just cool to be able to, to chat real estate and that's what we love and whoever listens loves tuning in as well. So, um, just wanted to, well, first of all, I guess, tell us, um, you know, a little bit about like your background, just so people are listening. Obviously you've been with the team for, you know, five going on six years, but right. you know, give us your real estate background. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I've been with the team since October, 2017. Uh, so it'll be six years this fall. Um, prior to that, I got my start in the industry on the lending side of things as a mortgage broker back in 2004 to about 2008 when when that when the market crashed back then the, the company I was with um, didn't quite make it through there we were a satellite office but that's where I got my start in the industry which has proven to be pretty valuable you know especially working with buyers uh, first-time buyers just having a, a little bit of a general knowledge of the mortgage side of things to be able to to have a, a conversation with people before I send them to an actual lender to get pre-approved and stuff like that you know I'm able to provide general numbers and, and ideas and things that I think might help them, you know, prior to putting them in contact with a lender. So it, it's a, but that's where I got my start. I did that for about five years. Um, and then uh, prior to getting into back into it uh, on this side of things, um, I did, I was a personal trainer as well as a bartender. Um, and then in 2017, I got my license and joined you guys. So yeah, that's um, great. Now, I, I mean, you answered the question, but I do feel that that's pretty good um, benefit to the buyers. You, I mean, listen, us as agents, we have to have an un, a somewhat of an understanding of the lending process just because we work with it all the time. Sure. But for you to actually work in the business and, and have seen the underwriting process and things like that, I'm sure it's a real big benefit uh, to our buyers. Yeah. And many times, even specific times, I've, I've it's come in handy. And just talking with my clients' lenders and, and trying to put them in the best position possible and being able to to have a, a, an educated conversation with a lender about what's going on with my clients um, is, is always valuable. Yeah, 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 no. So so, why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're currently seeing in the market, um, you, know, how, you know, what you're seeing with buyers. And, you know, you and I talk, spoken earlier about, like, you know, some of the media reports versus what buyers are actually doing. So why don't you kind of touch on that? Yeah, so, I, you know, what the media is – you know, I think to a degree can can focus on the negative, um, whether it be, you know, the reports on, you know, the recession or there's no inventory or, you know, just I think it it, it scares people sometimes to a degree and, and dissuades them from, you know, actually getting into looking for a house and trying to get into the market and seeing what's out there. Um, I think rather than, than jumping in, they kind of take a step back until the media says things are good. And I think, you know, in reading some of these articles, I think for every article that you read or every news clip that you see that might put out a negative message about the industry, I think you can find a, a positive one that might be encouraging. 
Um, so I, I just, I feel like, you know, people, everybody's situation is different. And I think until you speak to a, an agent or until you speak to a lender and get a better idea of your situation and what's going to work best for you, I don't, I feel like people shouldn't focus too much on what they're reading and seeing in the media uh, until they talk to a professional. Yeah. Uh, because, and a lot of those reports and, and news clips too are also focused on the nation as a whole and not our local market and not specific to what we're seeing around here. Um, you know, the inventory obviously is not where it needs to be for the demand, but I think it's picking up a little bit. Um, and I just think people need to, there's opportunity out there. And even with there being a lack of inventory, there's anything from, you know, empty nesters who might be downsizing or, you know, people that are being relocated for their jobs. So they're put in a position where they have to sell. Um, you know, my parents just downsized and a very nice first time home buying couple was able to purchase their home about six months ago. So there's opportunity out there. And I, I feel like, you know, people just need to not focus so much on the media and focus on their individual situation. Have you felt your buyers um, kind of pick up over the last, I would say, couple of weeks? Like, are, are you feeling just kind of more energy, more motivation from the buyers right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had, I have, I have people, buyers in the pipeline. I have buyers set up on automated searches, which we can do. And, you know, just, I would say within the past two weeks, I've got, I've been reached out to by those people via text or, you know, email or a phone call saying, hey, saw this one come up. Um, I'm seeing a little bit more activity in the market, like what's going on. And, you know, that leads into a conversation about the inventory, about what they might be looking to do. And, you know, they're, they're being in, they're, they're getting more active and seeing that, you know, the rates are stabilizing a little bit. Granted, they jumped up, but I think they're, people are accepting the fact that we're going to be in that five and a half to 7% range, probably for the foreseeable future. Uh, I don't think we're going to see rates drop down to the 2 and 3% that we did over the pandemic. Um, but, you know, accepting that and realizing that that's kind of the norm is also allowing people to say, okay, they're not going to change that much. I'm not going to wait anymore to see if they dip or drop or climb. You know, it's time to make moves. So Yeah, yeah I think people got, I agree with you, I think people got comfortable right. with the interest rates. Um, it scared everybody a little bit in the beginning. And then it's just, like you said, it's become the norm. They're more comfortable. And a lot of people that I'm speaking with or buyers that I'm speaking with, a lot of them have the same mindset. Like, listen, let's get into where we want to be. Let's buy a house. And then when the interest rates come back down, we'll refinance. You know, we'll deal with a higher interest rate or higher payment for, you know, it's not foreseeable. We don't know exactly how long it's going to be, but when the interest rates come back down, we'll refinance then. So if we got to carry this for two or three years or whatever it may be, their plan, whether it pans out like that or not, remains to be seen, but their plan is to refinance. But I, I'm personally seeing just the industry start to get more energy. And, and buyers, they've been cooped up for a little bit, right? Like they, right. they've been wanting to, everybody, like developers, investors, primary homeowners, it's kind of like, all right, enough is enough with this. You know, we want we want to go back to our our daily search for a property or our investment, get into a project, things like that. So that's what I'm seeing as well. Yeah, and I'm even seeing you know, like you said, people buyers have kind of been pent up. And uh, I just had a phone call the other day with a with a couple who's just getting into the process. Um, they saw a house pop up on Zillow that they liked. Um, they gave me a call. We had a nice conversation about some of the things that you just mentioned, like because they, you know, not that they're. 
uneducated about what's going on in the market, but they just haven't been in a position where they needed to know mm -hmm. all the information. Um, so yeah, I see buyers getting just annoyed in general, like, like annoyed that like, all right, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Like I want to go buy a house. Right. Yeah. They're tired of waiting. They're tired of, and I think to what we spoke about earlier, just with the media, I think, you know, they, they are getting annoyed with and over the fact that everything that comes out in the media is kind of discouraging them. But yeah, they're just, uh, people are ready to go, man. And like I said, the couple I spoke to the other day, you know, and I explained to them the same thing that you and I just talked about, like, Hey, even if you have to take a six and a half percent rate, you know, in six months to a year, if they drop, you can refi. If they climb and jump back up, you're sitting in a good position. So what I want a lot of people who are listening to this, who may be on the fence with like a rent or an own to understand is when interest rates go up, uh, and, and people are still, you know, they have their properties where they're in lower interest rates, but people who have purchased investments to rent more recently, they have to raise their rents because the interest rates are high because their payments are higher. So we're seeing interest rates up, but we're also seeing a rental market that I've never seen in 16 years. I mean, the, the rental prices are high. Um, so I think that, yeah, it might be a little bit more expensive to buy something and to own something than you want it to be, but it's still a lot better of an investment than renting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you're, you, you don't want to, and, and I was kind of looking at this the other day and, you know, and going back to what we talked about, there's, there's a lot of options out there to put yourself in a position to buy a house, whether it's conventional, whether it's FHA. Um, and I think, you know, specifically with FHA, you're only required to put three and a half percent down. You know, the average rent around this area, Philadelphia and surrounding areas for a three bedroom house, you're, you're looking, you know, anywhere from two to $2,500 a month. Um, you know, a three and a half percent down payment on a $300,000 house, you, you might only, you know, if you're in a position where you're, you're live, still living at home or whatever the case might be, and you can afford to, to save for another three to four months, before you buy something that all of a sudden you have that three and a half percent. Sometimes the three and a half percent, it's not always cheaper, but it can be pretty equivalent to first month, last that, and month, that's, one month security, pet deposit. Like it, it builds up on the rental side right. to where it's almost like, look, if you, if it's kind of getting close, um, upfront money and, and monthly. And that's kind of, and, and that's where I was going with that. Like, you know, if you're, if you're renting a, $2,000 home and you need $6,000 up front or you need 65 to 7,000 with a pet deposit, mm -hmm. you know, you might need $12,000 for a three and a half percent down payment. But like I said, if, if you're in a position where you can save for another three to four months, all of a sudden you, you, you're in a position where you have that down payment. Yeah. And I've always told people, especially first time home buyers who get a little bit nervous that they're going to see their savings accounts go down when they purchase a house. A house to me is just the best, biggest savings account that you can have. Uh, you're not you're not getting rid of that money. Um, that money is going into an appreciating asset. So I, you know, it's sometimes it, it's when people hear that, it's a little bit they're a little bit more willing to buy something than they are. But because you know, the typical uh, human nature is to like like looking at a bank account where there's enough money in there. Sure. <laughs> you know what Absolutely. I mean? So so no matter how you swing it, I think that that the purchase is going to outweigh the rent in most cases. Yeah, and that's again where you know you want you as a buyer you want to talk to a professional and and you know understand that yes you you may have to 
empty your bank account in order to get into a house, but that investment is going over the long term is going to be to your advantage because more than likely the house is going to appreciate. There might be cycles and ups and downs, but um, at the end of the day, I mean, if if your intention is to be in that house for for any period of time, you're 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 more than likely going to see some appreciation. Yeah. Now, the buyers that you're working with, are they more in the suburbs or are they more in the city? The buyers I I'm working with right now are all out here in the suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. So that and that's kind of been, I think, the reports, right? Like the 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 demand is down in the city, but demand is sky high in, in the suburbs for the most part. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, my my brother lives down in the city, and you know, just in where he's at, his you're not seeing the activity, you're not seeing the people wanting to necessarily buy there or even look there. Um, they're they're definitely, and I think that's come with you know a lot more people working from home, you know, or maybe only have to go to the office a couple of days a week. So they're, they're able to, you know, come out here and, and look out here and, and consider moving out to the suburbs. Are you seeing any more inventory in the suburb areas that your buyers are looking? I, in my opinion, yes. Like I have people set up on searches and it's a, it's a daily email that they get with new listings. And, you know, over the past two to three weeks, I'm seeing these guys are getting emails every day with new listings. Yeah, that's nice. It used yeah. to be every day, and then it was like and then twice a, a week. There, right. You know, and then there was a while there, it was maybe like once a week I was seeing them get an email. Um, but now now that that's picking up, and, and that's leading to the, you know, them reaching out and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm seeing a little increase in activity and listings. You know, when, when can we get out and see some properties? Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. Um, all right. I mean, you know, uh, what else? I mean, what other, any, any other advice or, or somebody who's, I guess, on the fence here, like, all right, I'm going to rent for another year or I'm going to buy something. Like, what is your suggestion to them? My suggestion would be, you know, I, it can be daunting and intimidating, but my suggestion would be if you're, if you're even considering, you know, buying a home, um, it, it, the time is now, there is opportunity out there call some uh, even if it's not me or anybody on our team you know talk to talk to a licensed agent see what's going on in the area you want to be in um you know but to that point too in talking to an agent you might have to restructure your initial thought process right you know maybe you you don't necessarily qualify for what you thought you did as far as lending is concerned so you know talking to us or lenders then you realize hey we need to readjust maybe maybe go a little bit outside of what we initially, where we initially wanted to be. Um, maybe we're in a different price range and that's okay too, because the opportunity is there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we're also seeing a little calm down as far as prices are concerned. I, I think prices were, were very elevated over the past couple of years. And I think we're starting to see them stabilize and, you know, not come down too much, but not necessarily increase yeah. as well. Um, and you're not seeing, you know, people in a situation where they have to pay, you know, well over asked price in order in order to to purchase something. Yeah. Um, from an investor standpoint, I, I work with a couple of those too, and I am currently. Um, you know, that's always if you can, if you have the means to get in the game as an investor, even if it's you know a little duplex or something like that, or a situation where you buy a duplex and you rent a unit and live in one that's also beneficial as well. Yeah. I mean, in my career and 
well, yeah, in my career since I've been focusing on this, but people I've worked with and then people I've seen uh, just by being in the industry, the ones who own a lot of real estate typically do pretty well for themselves. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they ran their numbers or whatever they did, but the people who own more land, and yeah, that goes back forever, but the people who own property are the ones who do pretty well for themselves. So from a primary standpoint and from an investor standpoint, um, still picking up real estate, even if it's maybe not as great of an, of an investment as it was before from a number standpoint, we're still going to see over time increase in values, right? It's going to have its bumps and bruises, but it's going to go up. I mean, it has for the last hundred or so years or whatever it is. You know, everybody looks at those graphs online, sure. but it's it's still going to be a, a solid investment, and it's it's going to blow um, renting out of the water any day of the week. Yeah, it, look, it's a tangible asset. It's it's always you know producing income. Um, rents might go up and down and fluctuate, but like you said, at the end of the day, you know we're we're as a homeowner, whether it's your primary home or you have the ability to invest, you know, very rarely has real estate not in some way, shape or form uh, escalated in, in, in value and yeah. equity. Yeah. So I think you can't go wrong if you have the means to be able to, to purchase a home. Yeah. Now, what are you seeing? Because um, obviously you work with sellers as well. Yeah. Like what are, what are you seeing with some of your sellers, some of your listings, some of your, like even like, you get a good amount of rental listings. Sure. Um, so what are you seeing on the rental side, on the, on the right. sell side? What are you seeing? Well, from the sell side, I mean, you know, what we did see over the past couple of years with people being able to refi in that down to that 2 and 3%, you know, those people that were able to take advantage of that might not be so anxious to list their home. Um, can't say that I blame them for that, sitting on an interest rate that low. Um, but, you know, those that that need to or those that are looking to relocate um some people are in a position where they have to sell um you know they the i think people still may feel that they can get an escalated number for their home above what what the market value might be um and that's where kind of we come in and, and you know educate the sellers on on the market you know what some of the comps have sold in the area and, and a proper price to list that so you get that activity and are able to sell that house. Um, from a rental perspective, um, I really haven't seen a slowdown. I, I know the rents have increased a bit over the past couple of years, but you know, at least from from our team and, and what we generate as far as rentals are concerned, you know, I think I think our rentals are pretty strong. I think our our rents that we we ask and list for are, are reasonable. Um, and I mean, you and I co-list stuff all the time sure. and we, I don't know, you tell me, but from my, my memory of, of, of it and it's, you know, it's multiple times a year, sure. we haven't sat on the market much more than 30 days from a rental standpoint, right? I mean, none of our, our rental listings should be on the market that much longer than 30 days, depending on the areas. No, I haven't. The ones that we've co-listed have not definitely haven't sat for less than 30 days or for more than 30 days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so there, you know, that kind of goes back to when you're representing investors who are going to buy rentals. Um, it's still, you know, if you can make the numbers work, uh, it is still it's still a nice investment to buy because for the most part, your rental, you know, and you have to have a conversation with your agent to make sure they're confident with the numbers and things like that. Right. But for the most part, your rentals, if you're buying in solid areas, or um, you should be filling your rentals up pretty pretty quickly, pretty easily. So on top of Hopefully you're getting some cash flow on that from a, from an investor standpoint, but 
you know, you're also getting tax breaks. Um, you're getting an appreciating asset. So it's not always, or it can't always be about the straight cash on cash return. Right. Um, it can be about your tax benefits from a purchase of an investment, especially an income producing, you know, rental. Sure. Um, your appreciating asset that you're not really going to realize every year, but you're going to realize down the line. And then your cash flow, whatever cash flow you can get. And then when, when you can refinance and potentially get a better payment, um, your cash flow should be better. So I, th- I think investors and primary homeowners should absolutely still uh, be be on the lookout for good deals because I think more and more good deals will pop up. I th- yeah, and I think we're seeing more and more of those, those good deals pop up. Um, you know, I have two or three active investors right now that, you know, that are ready to, to make moves uh, when it works. And, and the ones I, I do work with currently are are in it for the long game and do realize that, you know, you might see that ebb and flow of rents, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're, you have a, a tangible asset that's going to always be valuable. Yeah, and the, what I'm seeing is the more investors out there now are the ones who are buying and holding because the flips just, of course, people are still flipping properties, but the margins weren't there like they once were uh, not not in this recent market people were paying you know you had a lot of investors competing with primary homeowners and it was really just pushing the prices to a point where it it, it made more sense to to buy hold rent out than it did to turn a property over and resell it i mean i used to flip properties a lot more in the past than i do now and one of the reasons is because i'm just not going to make that much money on a flip Right. Whereas the long haul of, of the ownership of a rental income producing property has uh, had a lot more um, financial benefits than, sure. than the quick flip. It may go back to quick, quick flips work again or work at the pace that they were before. But what we saw, at least from my inner circle of investors, was not as many people flipping properties. Yeah, the, the, the one of the investors that I work with very closely has... I'd say in the past has done it twice in the past two years has bought a house, put some work into it and, and rented it and out. kept it. Yeah. yeah. Kept yeah. It e- even the out. single home, like a yeah. lot of the times it was the single family homes that I would turn over and flip. Right. And then you, you start to keep, you know, the investors start to turn them over, but they're keeping them. Right. Yeah. And I think we're seeing a lot of, a lot of, a lot more investors, like you said, keep and hold and rent and, and keep that cash flow, and, the, and looking to build that equity. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, um, anything else before we, Before we log off here? No, I think that's it, man. I think we covered a a lot of good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for uh, coming in, letting us know. Again, everyone, this is Suburbs of City Team Podcast. I'm Jim Romano, the associate broker and owner of the team. Chris Lichetto is our longest standing buyer's agent. Um, So if anyone has any questions or just want to talk chat real estate, please look us up, www.suburbsofcity.com. That's the number two. and look us up online and you know we're we're easily accessible so we'd love to hear from you always available